1: from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. They have won the Rachel Hayhoe fit trophy.
0: Well, haven't we witnessed some absolutely sensational test cricket? Ash Gardner,
1: take a bow. Hello and welcome to- storylines the women's cricket podcast with me melissa story and nikki chowdhury from india
0: reporting from india right crazy well extremely jet lagged but we move on
1: how are you finding it so far i mean you've mentioned you've had a bit of a a crazy day
0: oh my god don't even get me started so basically it all started at 3 a.m because of jet lags i was wide awake at three and i was like tossing and turning till half four right and I was like, okay, I'll get some sleep and whatever. And because I made plans that I was going to go to the gym at like half nine. Guess what happened? Then You're I, so motivated. I'm so motivated. It only lasts like three days and then it will disappear. But then I was like, oh, I'll go to the gym. Next thing I knew it was like 9.45 and I told them I'd be there at half nine. And I was like, right, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to get an Uber. And then because apparently everyone in India seems to be getting married right now, there is a shortage of Ubers okay it took me 20 minutes to get an uber to come and then from the gym i had to go to get my hair done another 20 minutes and then this evening it took me like a good half an hour to get an uber when there's like over thousands of ubers in this country in this city and i've just and everywhere everyone's getting married like you're driving and there's like people getting married and just in hundreds of them
1: Have you got something to tell us, Nikki? You're saying everyone's getting married, and you've gone out to India. No, I'm not
0: getting married. (laughs) I'm not even getting a text back, Melissa.
1: Trying to relieve them. (laughs) Well, similarly to you, I had a bit of a uh, a heavy night out. Let's just say last night, celebrating Christmas.
0: But did I need to mention that I was in the hair salon from twelve o'clock till six p.m. Six hours. Getting my hair done. Oh, gosh. I think that's a record. I mean, it looks lovely. With foils. And do you know how heavy that gets? Thank you. And they still didn't manage to finish the cut, so I have to go back tomorrow to get
1: the cut done. See, you've been in the hair salon for six <laughs> hours, and I don't think I've washed my hair in lots of days. Nikki, look behind me right now. <laughs> in six right. days. I don't know if you can see. That's my sofa. I got in at 2.30 last night. I just decided that I would wake up to watch the test which is what we're here to talk about and so just decided to sleep on the sofa. And I was it the office Christmas party? It was an informal office Christmas party. Um great night, lots of fun. You might be able to tell from my voice and everyone listening I had a lot of fun. Um you sound like you had a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling a bit this evening but It meant that there was less time for me to wait to watch the test match when I got in. So who's the real winner here? Me. Let's talk about this test match before we reveal awful, deep, dark secrets about our personal lives, which I'm sure the listeners, well, I say they don't want to hear. They might want to hear them.
0: We should save it for a Christmas special.
1: (laughs) A Christmas special where people can just send in all the weird things you want us to answer.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a
1: dangerous one, actually, isn't it? I might, I might have to veto that one. Right. Let's start with day one because, of course, we we haven't been able to quite do the dailies, but we're going to round up these first two days and have a chat, kind of, about what's happened so far. So, India won the toss. They elected to bat first they pretty much made the most of good conditions and just battered really, really well. I was most impressed by Shubha Satish, who on her debut made 69, Jamima Rodrigues made 68, Harman Preet Kaur with 49, Yastika Bhatia with 66, and Deep Sharma with 67. Honestly, there's not many notes here apart from India, who have not played many test matches recently, as with most international teams. Batted as flawlessly in a test match in that first innings as I can really remember the, the, the techniques on display particularly impressed by Shuba Satish I mean to get rid of all the nerves on debut and go out and bat like that
0: yeah absolutely incredible like just looking at that scorecard everyone really did pretty much pull up their socks and I think that's what they really needed. plus in a few days time they have that test against Australia so just the way they've played today I think going forward and when you're going to play against a side like Australia, who are so strong in all formats, and obviously we saw them in the summer in that one-off test against England, it will be a really good competition. Like, I can't wait to watch that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nikki, you're already saying you can't wait to watch that one. I know England's done a bit bad, but we've we've still got this one. Something, some. Oh, okay, we're getting there, we're getting there. We can can unleash all of that. I've got a few points on India's innings, though, which I have to kind of get off my chest. Yastika Bhatia, why is her helmet so high up on her head I need to pay someone in the ground to come and yank it down a bit more it, it, it annoyed me to such amounts because apart from that she's such an aesthetically pleasing player apart from her helmet balanced on her head
0: so I was thinking the same thing but then I was like hang on us Indians can get very superstitious So maybe it all started off that one day, maybe she was wearing a different helmet. This is my theory. She was playing a match and she wore a different helmet. She may have scored runs that day and that helmet was placed in that position. So since then, maybe she's always just placed a helmet like that because we have a lot of superstitions, I'll be honest with you. Like Just if you look at... In the men's game, how Virat Kohli takes his guard, it's very repetitive. Like, if you look at how he takes his guard or how... Like, I think um, there was a test match I watched ages ago. And I think it was, like, Pujara was, like, how he was doing his pad straps. And it's all, like, very, like, organised and thought through. So maybe it's a superstition. I'm going to go with the fact it's a superstition. Otherwise, it just looks very uncomfortable.
1: Do you have any superstitions before yes, you Yes.
0: Like, there's a few ones, but I don't think about it. As in, like, I'll always have with my left pad first. Like, I'll never put my thigh pad on first. Like, that's just weird. Like, I wouldn't put my left, like, and the way I'd mark my guard, how many taps of my bat I do. Like, there's, I will never tap my bat twice and then set. Like, I can't, I wouldn't be able to do that. So I always have, like, even, like, since I was a kid, when I first picked up a bat, it was always three taps and then set. And that has not changed. And there's like a little tuk tuk tuk. That's how I do it. There's not like there's a rhythm to the taps as well. It sounds so crazy. But like I will never tie it like even I would like pat when I'm putting the pads on. It would never be the top strap. It would be the bottom one first and then on the left and then you go bottom on the right, middle on the right and then top on the right. Then you get your thigh pads on. Right. What about you?
1: This is good. This is a nice little insight into your brain that I didn't, I, I wish I had a superstition because having a superstition would suggest that something's worked. Oh, I'm not saying it. And for me, w- nothing works not in the bathroom we- <laughs> department, to be honest with you. So I think... I'm not saying it's worked. Wasn't that the whole point of superstitions? It, cause maybe I should wear the Santa hat when I bat from now on. Maybe this can be my new su- superstition.
0: It's a look that you are rocking, to be fair.
1: I look like I'm in, like, the call centre in the North Pole. You look
0: like you're part if anyone's of, like, got- a
1: British gas ad Christmas advert. <laughs> i was more thinking like complaints handling in case someone finds out their kids on the naughty list and i kind of have to go through and be like wow well, if you go back to the 7th of april 2023 he did he did throw some litter no, it, on the floor so i'm afraid we're just no you not look to like sh- a
0: merry christmas from british gas here is our friendly customer service wishing you a happy holiday happy sort of holiday
1: like. yeah. I've just thought of something for Jessica Batia's hair. I'm going back to this and her helmet. Potentially, because I've had this before and there's lots of kind of brands now who are doing like women's caps where they have a ponytail hole. Maybe it's just quite high up on her head because her ponytail and her hair's in the way and maybe we need to get more batting helmets with kind of a hole in the back to stick your hair through. I don't know if that's it. Haven't we all learnt how to
0: tie our ponytail or buns accordingly to the helmet? Like, there is a there is a batting, ha- like, hairstyle, then there's, like, a fielding hairstyle. We've had to learn to adapt.
1: Yeah, the issue is in my batting hairstyle makes me look like a pilgrim. Uh, I've got the kind of low ponytail of, like, a medieval jester. <laughs> I may as well dance to the crease with a little flute with lots of rats dancing behind me.
0: The worst one was actually at school when I was playing at a school cricket, because... Um, in the men's, in the boys' team, so we all got given caps, but they were, like, Aussie-style caps, so there was no hole in the back, right? And I don't have that sort of head that would just fit the hat. So, like, every time the hat would just come off, and that was, like, I had to be hatless, and it was really disappointing, because it was a really nice hat, and I still have it. I think, like, it looks brand new, but it just I was hatless, because I just don't have an Aussie-style man's head.
1: Even though the thought of you being hatless absolutely shatters my heart, We've got to go back to the cricket because India eventually bowled out for 428. I mean, what do you think, Nikki, made, obviously, we've spoken about the Indian technique in in the batting department, but what made England so ineffective in that first innings? Was it team selection? Was it just the conditions weren't suitable in favour of the bowlers?
0: I think it was a bit of both. Like, I think the conditions obviously weren't suitable with, like looking at the accordance of the team selection that they've had um but i think even though india don't play that much of the longer format i still think the way they go about their game shows a little bit more of that temperament though and i think that really did come across especially in england's innings.
1: and i think lots of people want to mention that in that ashes test match in the summer england slightly got the selection wrong because they said that it was going to be seam friendly. And in the end, Ash Gardner and Sophie Eccleston both picked up a tempo in that test match. And already we've seen spin dominating with Deepti Sharma, with Charlie Dean, with Sophie Eccleston, Serrano with a brilliant delivery as well. For me, I just, I don't know whether England's selection this game that, you know they've played one too many seamers you know you've got Kate Cross and Nat Brunt who are both offering quite a similar kind of package Lauren Bell's swinging it in you've got Lauren Bell with a bit of extra pace but I just don't know whether with Nat Brunt, who seems to be in good condition bowling wise it's just a one-off test they've only played three, twi- three T20s before this could more responsibility we have be, been given to Nat Silverbrun so that they could have played with an extra spinner. Maybe Kirsty Gordon, I'm not sure, but I, I just don't think England have got the team right. And whether Emma Lamb, of course, going home for that back surgery, whether she would have been a spin option, you know, Sophia Dunkley, Heather Knight, haven't bowled either with that part-time spin. It's only been two spinners. I
0: think I completely agree with you. I think if you're going to be coming to India, when in Rome do as Romans do, you're going to use your spinners, right? And I just don't think they utilise that. And everyone talks, oh, we're going to India, we know how challenging it is to play spin in the subcontinent, getting used to those conditions. But that was not really reflected on the side that they chose. And I think obviously Sophie Eccleston has played her part, but she needs someone of the same standard as her, as a main full-time frontline spinner from the other end who can actually help build that pressure.
1: Well, so she's got Charlie Dean, hasn't yeah, she's she? Yeah, she's done a great I mean, she's job. Yeah, she's done great. great, playing, yeah, she's done so great
0: but just think about the wealth of experience that Eccleston has behind her. And as much, as like as talented a player Charlie Dean is, I still think that what she, the support Eccleston needed from the other end to help build that pressure and continue it from her overs tr- transcending into Charlie Dean's overs, that wasn't there. Because she'd bowl her six and then it's done. And like... Look, just look at the scorecard. I don't need to have watched the game. Just look at how easily India was scoring as well. So it was something
1: that wasn't really like suffocating them. One thing I've always thought as well, when you look at the success of of spin in the domestic game, in the women's game, the Southern Viper is a good example this year because. They they lost out on a few, we mentioned um, in a recent podcast when we were speaking about Freya Davies moving there for, for a domestic kind of move. Because the Southern Vipers struggled last year with seamers, but actually they just went and reinforced their, their kind of spinners in the team. And it's worked really well. Spin can dominate in the women's game, particularly in the longer format. It slows things down. This was a turning pitch. I just don't know whether there's still always that kind of, you know inclination to look at the model of test match cricket in the men's game and say, this is what they've done. They've chosen these, you know, four seam options, two spin options, this is what we're going with. But actually, you know, I I, I would be pushing more to say, go with what works. Don't go with what you think you have to pick, but go, if if you think spin's going to slow down the game, if you want to Kirstie Gordon, if you want a Sarah Glenn, if you want Alice Capsey in the team, this is another one. And actually, I should mention here, Got a few questions from listeners as well, which we'll answer in this episode. And one of them was from Sam saying, is there a particular reason that Alice Capsey wasn't in the team? And if she was, where would she come in for? Because of course she could have bowled some part-time spin. No, 100%.
0: Um, but I think with the mindset for the longer format, right, you need someone, especially in the spin department, who can bowl tightly. Like there can't be too many freebies. And I think not that there were too many like, full tosses or such, but there was just too many scoring options um, from the spin. I think it was just too easy, and especially the rotation of strike, you want that to become harder, right? Especially when you've got so much time to play for. Otherwise, it's just no pressure building on i on anyone. Um, in terms of Alice Capsi not playing, like, I know the question was there, but I personally don't know if she's maybe got the mindset to play the longer format not yet I guess um, just, I just... not not yet and I think maybe that too like in this in India that's much harder against the red ball like I think the skills needed like for red ball cricket is not so much different but I think when you play a lot more red ball cricket and you try like move into white ball cricket it is easier because the skill set is mainly it's adaptable as opposed to having played a lot of white ball cricket and then being in red ball cricket playing against the moving ball with and so um i don't think having caps in the side maybe would have made a huge difference i think more so just looking at how england played especially with the bat it's much more a mindset thing. And I think I tweeted about it earlier. I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but um, I mentioned, I just think the structure of the system at the moment, not much of the skills needed for red Bull cricket are praised enough throughout the pathway in the whole system. So I don't think that desire is there as much as it could be. And I think that's perhaps reflected on the performance that we are seeing in the test match.
1: Well, I saw a really interesting comparison recently talking about kind of the coaching mindsets compared, you know, in India and in England, and how in England you're very much encouraged to, you know, find your own style, try things out, don't be, you know. And you do see players like Alice who has had brilliant innings come through, but, you know, her brand is aggressive, and that's what she's been encouraged to do. But I read that in India, and, and you might be able to tell me more on this, Nikki, but it's very much a reinforced, this is how you do it, this is your technique, and it's very much, you get those those good practices instilled in you because it's almost the reasoning of these have worked for many years. We are going to keep, you know, the basics are there. You've got to nail the basics before you can go off and be a Sky or, you know, a Preet call.
0: I know, 100%. I think the ABCs are the same for everyone. And I think everyone across the country, across the millions of population there is, like are aware of that. So no matter what coaching camp you go to, like down the road from us, there's a park. And like, if I go in the morning, there's at least at least 15 cricket camps that are going and they've got kids coming in from 6am in the morning training before they go to school and you will go and you'll see each of the academies are literally doing the same thing all the kids like especially from the young really young ones they're learning how to play the front foot defense I think or learning the basics and the positionings of their body for example I think so the ABCs are something that of cricket I would say is something that even if you go to Mumbai, if you go when I've been to Bangalore, everything has been the same. And I think that's pretty much because they believe that once you know that, then the rest of it can come around pretty easily. But if your core technique is not right, as you grow up and you play against better bowlers, and you will get found out. And then that is going to let you down. And it's harder to improve your technique the elder you get. I think if you go, if you learn it from like an early age it's much easier than that even, I think, especially batting, it's such a feel game, right? Like, if you know you're not doing something right, you'll feel something's not right, my grip's are not doing right, I'm not making contact in the right place, my head doesn't feel right, I feel a bit off balance, or whatever it could be. So, and I think, when your technique is so ingrained or strong from a young age, it, those things become easier to figure out.
1: And um, as well, but I mean, uh, you know, speaking of this, when you look at that England scorecard in comparison 136 all out, Nat Siverbrump top scorer with, with 59. We know she's a great player. We know she plays spin well. She was she had to be dismissed with an with a absolute crack of a delivery. But the second highest score after that for England was Wyatt with 19. You know, the figures, Deep D Sharma's figures. It only took her 33 balls to take five wickets. She conceded seven runs. You know, England lost seven wickets in an hour. And when you look at those techniques, particularly against spin, I'm not sure what was happening in the spin camp in a month. It maybe wasn't the most efficient I don't know how much...
0: (laughs) Um, No, it's funny because um, there's a joke that a lot of the coaches here that do have, and they do say amongst themselves, it's like when the English players come over, when they're in doubt, they'll just get the sweep shot out. Like, you can tell that they're struggling to make a decision because when in like they will literally just resort to sweep even though it might not be there but that's their like scapegoat to like figure something out or maybe do something different if just playing more orthodox cricket shots doesn't work um but like with Nat I think obviously she does play spin well but I'm not sure I just think those what 10 days in Oman probably weren't used as efficiently as they could have been maybe 10 days in Mumbai could have probably been a bit more helpful
1: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Now, we've spoken about this a lot over the last few episodes and I don't want to go too much on it because I, I I don't want to always feel like there's a bit of a pile-on against, you know, a particular kind of player. But I, for one, was quite surprised to see Sophia Dunkley opening up in this test squad. As I mentioned earlier, Emma Lamb had to go back and we really hope that her surgery is, is doing well on her back. But, you know, I don't know. It's, for me, it's a bit of a weird one. They've got kind of Sophia Dunkley, Maya Bouchier... Potential options. My Boucher got to play one T20. Didn't do very well. And then she's kind of back on the benches. And I don't know. I, I, There's so many ideas going around in my head. Heather Knight's opened up in test matches. She has a technique good enough to be an opener. But when we're looking at Sophia Dunkley and going i i don't think her technique at the moment is good enough for t20 exactly how is that going to be good enough for a test match
0: exactly it baffles me i saw that and i was like hang on we literally spoke on the last podcast about how she seems that she's really struggling to find her form she's hacking everything her technique seems over all over the place and then what do they decide just to go send her out there to face the first ball on in test match cricket i'm like wait surely that That's the opposite. You would probably look at her T20 performance and be like, listen, if you're struggling to find form in white ball cricket where it is easier, it's mainly a batter's game you're not going to have much luck in Red Bull cricket, honey.
1: And the thing is that I can, you know, when I try and think of the logic maybe England were going, you you know, you can take your time to try and just find some form again and just block out the good delivery. But the issue is with Dunkley's technique is that Renuka Singh Daku is all over her. It's that in-swinging delivery. And then when the spinners come on, you can imagine it's pretty much the same thing. We spoke about the vulnerability of England batters to that ball just moving in towards them. But I don't, I don't know, I look at you know, the strength and the growing strength of the domestic system around England and, and Wales. And think of some of the openers and the techniques which it exhibited, down from young players like, you know, the, the Jodie Grucocks from the sunrises to the more experienced players like the top order, you know, Holly Armitage and stuff like that. And I I'm looking and going, I know Dunkley has so much potential, but almost a bit like with Izzy Wong, how she had to have a bit of a break... And then she's come back and done well for England A before this series. You know, you're, you're putting her out there on a big stage for a lot of scrutiny. And Sophia Dunkley is still a really young player.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, I think having maybe Maya in at that number two position would have been slightly better. And then I can understand maybe why they don't open with Heather Knight, just because I think Tammy Bowman and Heather Knight have the tendency both to play that very similar style um so maybe they don't want to drag that opening segment too far just going by the way that how I think we've seen the England team think and want to go about their game like I think personally I wouldn't see an issue with Beaumont and Knight opening because two very strong batters and they could set the team up for a very good strong opening stand. And obviously if one gets out, then you've got then you can rely on maybe a bouchier going in at number three and then you've got um that's if a brun at four and then like the rest of the order kind of falls in place. But I think a lot of teams will struggle, especially if your opening partnership your opening pair, sorry, isn't strong. That's gonna create much more pressure down the line because if Dunkley gets out after ten balls like she did today, Heather Knights in and she's basically opening anyway. Right, she's basically opening again. So you've lost a batter. You're basically then batting with ten people, and bearing in mind that your strong batters are only up until pretty much batting number six.
1: Yeah, I mean England playing with a very long tail again. Looking at those kind of selection questions and going, I uh, don't quite know if they've they've got the balance right. Another question we, we've we got in, I guess. Uh, let's kind of round up where we are in the game at the moment, of course, because in the end, I've mentioned England all out 136. India coming in in their third, well, their second innings, third innings of the game, they're 186 for six. With Harman Preet Kaur, 44 not out in this inning. She's having a, a good test match, although I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. Charlie Dean, she's got four for 68. I would love Charlie Dean to get a five for uh, because she was caught... When England, I think they had a review or something. The camera pointed to her, and she kind of shuffled round to the camera and did like the double P sign in the, in the classic Charlie Dean style, and I loved that. I saw you. Reach- think she needs to get five wickets. You posted that on Twitter, didn't you? <laughs> Charlie Dean and the peace and pout is, you know, a, a match made in heaven. Honestly, and. I think uh, I would love it a bit like Andrew Tai does this in the the Big Bash. Every time the camera points in the Perth Scorchers dugout, he stares at the camera and doesn't blink. And it's become this running gag for the last few seasons. I just think Charlie Dean now, every time the camera's kind of on her. And not when she's about to bowl, although that could be distracting to the batters. But she should just do a little piece and pout, maybe. But also, I mentioned Harmon Preet, Core 44, not out overnight got India into a really strong position. They lead England by 478 runs with four wickets remaining. So even if England get those final four wickets tomorrow at 4am for people listening in the UK, it's going to be a massive chase. It's probably not going to happen. But Harman Preet core, Nikki, and that run out in the first innings where her back got stuck in the pitch, that happened in the World Cup as well. I was going to say, we've,
0: we've seen something similar like that before,
1: haven't we? I, I just, you know... Do you have to go back to those basics and say, Harmon Preet, look, do you remember we say you, you, you're hoovering the floor, you slide your bat in like that? Practice. I mean, obviously, she is sliding her bat in well, but maybe she's just maybe the angle she's kind of getting her bat into the ground where it just keeps getting stuck. I mean, it was very unlucky, but gosh, it was quite funny.
0: My only excuse on her case could probably be that you don't really hoover in India.
1: What do you do rather than hoover?
0: As in, like, you wouldn't clean, you've got people you sweep. you'd sweep. And like, you wouldn't do it personally, right? Like we have, we're lucky enough to have someone come in to the house to do all of that for us.
1: Oh, see, I, I used to be a cleaner. So this is why- So I, I'm very good at hoovering.
0: This is why I love coming over for like a few weeks when you're like, right, I can lift my feet up. I don't need to go wash or scrub a plate for a bit. It is great. It's like bliss for a few weeks.
1: <laughs> you're, you're You're very lucky.
0: I'm living the life of luxury at the moment. <laughs>
1: If Harman Preet wants to go around to, you know, if Harman Preet wants to come around to my house and I can show her my technique, she can. You know, there's a there's a way you can really get, you know, all the grime out the stairs, get into the corners. Just really slide it in, Harman Preet, and then you, you won't get run out. And this one really is one of my favourites.
0: Don't even need to iron my own clothes.
1: Okay, at this point, you're just showing off, <laughs> Nikki, okay? Uh, you're flexing on everyone that's listening. It's fine. Not everyone's that lucky. Come on, I've got a massive pile of ironing sat on the side right now, which I've got to do after this. But another question we've we've got in before we start to to round things off, and before I start crying myself to sleep over all the household chores you're getting done for you, is a message from Fleur loveridge who said, "How much did conditions change? I.e., the pitch deterioration and the role of the toss." So how much of an impact did that play? Or did England simply bowl and bat poorly given those conditions? I think it's a bit of both. Again, I I don't think it's as easy to kind of say one thing or the other. I think we've seen from this World Men's World Cup, which recently went, that even though loads of people were saying about the Jew, it ended up being a big trend of the, the tor- tournament that, you know, get the best batting conditions first when the pitches were hard. I personally wasn't expecting it to deteriorate so quickly because, the pitches at the one KD and the DY Patil are usually quite good. But it, it's not turning it's not turning sideways. It's, it's not quite a chennai, but it is turning more than I expected for a second day of a test. And I think women's test matches it is so important to ca- to have fast pitches which help seamers for the first few days and spinners for the second half i don't know is that too much to ask i feel like that is too much to ask i think we shouldn't have to rely on the pitches to be
0: helping boost all of those elements but um fun fact i was reading about the pitches and obviously now a little bit about it so with regards to the pitch obviously because they're playing in mumbai um the pitches actually all across the country are made differently and it's because the soil in each part of the country is different so, like in Mumbai, um, generally the cricket and uh, the cricket pitches are made out of red soil. Um, and but yellow soil is mixed in to increase the clay content in the pitches. Um, the clay in the soil helps spinners get good bounce and turn. Um, and the sand and the um, slit in the soil helps with the drainage and prevent the pitches from becoming too hard. That's why you'll generally see on the third, fourth day of a test match, it really starts to crumble in Mumbai. Like, you'll look at it and it's really crumbly and then it's very dusty. If you see a bit of a breeze, it'll suddenly go like, poosh, and it's like dust. Yeah, and like the Wankade Stadium, I think the Brabourne Stadium where, yeah, the CCI is and the D.Y. Partel Stadium where the test match is being played, all are red soil pitches. Um, So and it dries out very quickly and crumbles, hence that we get to see a lot more turn later on. And whereas like if you look at different parts of India, like I can't remember where I'd say, I'm not sure if Calcutta is, I don't want to say it. But like, um, well, like black soil has more water holding capacity. Um, So red soil is ideal for longer formats. That's why you'll notice a lot when test match schedules are given They're They're mostly in states that have pitches with red soil. Because they know that, obviously, teams that are going to be coming over are going to struggle in the subcontinent. Imagine in the men's game when you're going to have Ashwin coming and bowling against England. They're going to be on red soil pitches because that's going to be when he's most effective as well, right?
1: Yeah, don't remind me about that tour. I'm already scared. Like I need to at least enjoy enjoy Christmas first before I start thinking about what Ashwin and Judeja are going to do to the England men. Like, I was hoping this test match would bring me some kind of happiness. It still could if England are capable of chasing down probably about 400. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm still going to sleep on my sofa again and try and watch it at 4am because I am loopy. <laughs> but I, as, 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 I think, as you say, you know, the home team are going to play to their conditions. I, did think, I do think the conditions have changed based on how many wickets. I think 19 wickets fell on the second day. It is a lot, but also, you know, I... I think there has been some pretty poor batting involved in that as well. So, you know, India have been very much the, the better team so far. And it, it's honestly just Deepti Sharma's world and we're all living in it. 50 and five for seven in the same game. She almost had to get like a slightly lower score this innings to like not show off too much. Oh, yeah, she she was brilliant. She was brilliant. She'll come back in the four fittings though, and get a five, for I, I just know it. Um, another kind of question which has been thrown around before we say goodbye and we'll talk again tomorrow, I'm sure, is that India not enforcing the follow-on. You mentioned it earlier. They have that test match against Australia. Scheduled to start only three days after this test match could end on its final day. India choosing to almost not enforce the follow-on put England on again and have a go people were saying will they enforce it and have a bit more of a break between the games or will they just bat again and use this as practice for Australia you're of the opinion I guess more that they're just they're they're practicing for Australia which I guess to them is a bigger game
0: yeah I think it's definitely a big game but I think if they would bat again and they would use it as practice it's still at the end of the day they're still marking their territory over england as well right so in that way they've already know they're in that winning position they're gonna win so they might as well just use this now as an opportunity to practice against australia who don't forget we saw a great performance from ash gardner in the test match against um, england earlier in the summer and we know that they australians that they're they have a bit more experience with red ball cricket i think they may also do have that temperament so i think it's going to be a bigger challenge for them
1: well i think it's interesting enough i think they said that england have become the 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 leading i can't remember the milestone which makes it awful that i've opened my mouth but actually the england women's team have now played the most women's test matches you can't tell can you
0: i wouldn't have known if you didn't say that stat you know (laughs)
1: Well, there you go. We're just sharing. You're sharing amazing, insightful stories about the different pictures in India. And I'm going, I think there's a stat which says this, but I'm not quite sure because I can't remember. So look at the journalistic integrity of both of us. I'm so impressed. No, I remembered now. Though, thing.
0: Wait, hang on. I remember oh. the the Kolkata pictures are more black soil because that's why when you see like an IPR game and the lights are on it, it's like shiny because it's a bit more like. I can't. It's, it's a bit more like not crumbly I don't know what the word is I've lost my vocabulary um spoken in too many different languages today so I've completely lost my
1: vocabulary it's okay we'll we'll forgive you one final shout out I want to do is to Lauren Bell who has still not been dismissed in test cricket obviously England women don't play that many tests but I still think it's incredibly big because she did the classic reaction which I've done so many times when she blocked out and over and then skipped down to the other end to Lauren Filer with the biggest grin on her face and I was like I've done that before like when I hit a boundary I'm like giggling to myself like a kid on Christmas and like skipping down to the other end and I was like yeah Lauren Bell, I appreciate that just you know I get you even though all these cameras are on you I get your vibe (laughs) I get it yeah I loved it I loved it so much Nikki What's going to happen tomorrow? I think it's pretty obvious what's going to happen tomorrow, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's looking a tiny bit like a foregone conclusion. But I guess the question will be, will it last three days? Will it last four? All of this talk before this test match about this being a four-day test, not a five-day test. It it, it could be a three-day test for all we know. And that's looking... I think it's
0: going to be a three-day.
1: Quite, quite likely. Well, Nikki, enjoy India. We'll speak to you after the conclusion. Of this test match as well. Please get in touch with us at Storylines Pod on Instagram or Twitter, and of course, listen to our brother podcast and this Inside Cricket with Simon Hughes and Simon Mann. Our big brother. Our big brother. Yeah, not our younger brother. Although I'm sure Simon would love that compliment. <laughs> I think he would. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think so. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll speak to you soon.
0: I'm off to bed. It's nearly two a.m. Bye.
1: <laughs> I'm going to sing you an edition of Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride on a one-horse open sleigh, hey! Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way Can you tell I've been staring at a laptop screen for hours? <laughs>